Blog Talk Radio. RodneyPerry.com. Uh, great stuff coming up in the new year. This week, this weekend, I'll be in um, um, the Bay Area at Tommy T's. Myself, Ryan Evans, and uh, my man Johnny Vans will be out in the Bay Area this week at Tommy T's. So all my Bay Area folks, get ready to get your laugh on this weekend. It's going to be crazy. I'll be there um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And uh, I look forward to this, this weekend, man. Uh, the Bay has always been, you know, my home, away from home, and my uh, my comedy home. So uh, I, I'm looking forward for that to that. And then New Year's Eve, the, New Year's Eve, and the week the weekend preceding New Year's, I'll be in Denver at the Denver Improv. Denver Rodney Perry is coming back. That's right. We killed it last year, and we will be killing it again this year. And then uh, January 12th. Right here in Atlanta, uh, on tour uh, with my girl Monique, Monique Tonex, Rodney Perry. Uh, she's calling the tour. I got something on me, and, and if you know Monique, once she gets something on her, she got to get it off. So uh, I'm I'm super duper excited about um, about this this uh, 2013 that we move into. Uh, a lot of great opportunities to come my way. So I'll keep you guys abreast, and you keep me abreast of uh, maybe your breast if you want to. <laughs> All right. Hey, y'all, let's get this show on the way. Um, let me bring uh, one of my favorite human beings on the planet on the line. Mama, how you doing today? I'm on meltdown, but I'm doing fine. You meltdown. You're down the home stretch of your school and everything. So bring the people up to speed, man. I, I know is, is it getting easier? Is it getting harder? Well, this has been a, a somewhat grueling semester, but for the most part, my journey of three years has been very productive. I learned a lot about uh, religion and theology, and I learned a lot about me, too. So it's now, been a rewarding experience. Now, now you're you are already a pastor. Like, uh, What did you learn that you didn't already know? Or how did it change your perspective or understanding of God? Well, the main thing that I learned readily is that there were more than one there's more than one version of the Bible. And then I learned that we tend as black people to read the Bible literally when we have to examine each uh what we call each text, what's the culture at the time, what was going on then and what were the laws and what were the restrictions and who benefited from these things. So we dealt we kind of do a, a thorough examination of the scripture. We learn how to uh, not just get up and perform when you preach, but have a proposition mm. and, mm. and a picture. 
That's what you do in comedy. You paint pictures. I had I had some of my friends, my church friends, get mad at me because I told them that that you know the pastor put on a good show today, and they like what you call it? It a show for? I'm like it is a show. There's an element of showmanship in preaching. Am I right? Yeah, very much so. Not not necessarily. That's your vernacular more so than ours, but it's the same thing, whatever you call it. Exactly. We have to come with a message. It has to be relevant. It has to be something that people can respond to, and and you got to drive that point home, and that's what, what you do when you entertain. But uh, we don't have to relegate it to entertainment. We can uh, really know what we're talking about, too. Right. Okay. Because you have a legitimate text to, to to back up what you're saying. Now let me ask you this, Mama, because I got I got a gentleman coming on in a few minutes. Uh, his name is organization is Hearts of Steel, and uh, he, he we're going to be talking about organ donorship. What, what do you think about uh, organ donorship, and why is that kind of a taboo in our community? Well, we got a lot of taboos. We we're worried about you know I'm not going to have surgery because I don't want them cutting on me. So it's out of ignorance, really, unlearned uh, or poor information, uh, wrong information has been uh, inculcated in us. But they can have all my stuff if I'm gone. Make sure I'm dead, though, before they get it. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't take nothing until I'm gone. Right. All right, y'all. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. I'm talking to my mama right now, and we'll be right back in a few minutes with more Rodney Perry Live. Y'all stay right there. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody around the world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Remember to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all of your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. Again, to stay up to date, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. Hey, y'all, stay right there. We come back more Rodney Perry Live. Four, three, two, uno. What up, y'all? It is time for Off the Chain with me, Rodney Perry. I'm your host. My girl, DJ Tracy Steele, is on the ones and twos, and we premiere October 22nd, 9 p.m. on Bounce TV. You don't want to miss it. The best in stand-up comedy. Let me tell y'all something. It's going to be so off the chain. Did I say that? Off the chain. I'm crazy. Bounce TV. That's www.bouncetv.com. Hit them up on Twitter. Bounce underscore TV. They're at Bounce underscore TV. This is Rodney Perry, and I'm the host, bitch. I am a maniac. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You tuned in to Rodney Perry Live, uh, and it's time to get straight into the show. And I want to thank my mom for always helping me out being a part of it and really helping me set up uh, what we're doing here next. The name of the organization is Hearts of Steel. Uh, the young man we'll be talking to today, his name is Ian Weeks. He has an incredible, incredible story, and he, he he's coming on to share that story with us and to talk to us about um, – um, Organ donorship. Uh, I, I'm I'm already on the list to to donate bone marrow and and um, I believe I'm 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 I had to make sure I had to go back and make sure I'm signed up to to be an organ donor. But let, let's just bring one line and let's chop it up. Uh, coming to the to the show right now, Mr. Ian Weeks. What's up, Ian? Hey, how's it going, Rodney? You all right? You gonna make it through this thing, ain't you? Oh yeah, oh yeah, God really. <laughs> 
Hey, 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 man, man. As I became aware of your story, man, I, I, be, I I've, I've become a fan of your intestinal fortitude. Um, let's give, let's give the audience a, 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 the, the brief cliff notes of what you've been going through for the past, past few years, man. Well, um, you know, I'm 33 years old at the time. I have a hyper, uh, uh, hypertrophic uh, cardiomyopathy, which is, you know, congestive heart failure. Okay, my well, my dad, my dad, we lost my father from that. Yeah, I heard. that's funny because I did as well. Um, it was you know, in general, my father had, had it beforehand. My I had a brother also to pass away at thirty two. Um, found out that I had it back in the year oh, I think it was oh one. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I was living a healthy lifestyle. Would work out. Was you know lifting strenuously. You know, I was at the time. You know. Uh, you know, just lifting, working out, and, and you know, raising up my family. Right. Went to work one day. You know, at the time I was, you know, having shortness of breath, passing out uh, here and there. I uh, spoke with my doctor about it. He just said maybe it was due to me, you know, basically, you know, going too hard in the gym or, you know, going uh, just going too hard, period. Right. Uh, messed around and, 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 you know, just these things began to happen and just wanted to look further into the situation. I uh, had an echo, echocardiogram done, and that's when I found out that I had the exact same disease, my heart disease my father had had. Wow. had my first pacemaker put in on November the 4th. Um, it was funny because at the time I'm getting my first pacemaker put in, my son was being born. <laughs> now, let, let, me ask you, let me ask you this, Ian. What exactly does a pacemaker do? Because it, does that mean your heartbeat was irregular and the, the pacemaker allowed it to stay on rhythm? Yes, um, and and what there is, is my mom was putting because my heart would actually stop. Wow! Um, what the pacemaker wow. was doing was kind of you know helping to jump it back off, to okay. kind of you know shock into a rhythm. Got it. So you got your you got your first pacemaker. Okay, we pick up from there. Well, after you know got my first pacemaker, um, situations uh, never did you know kind of, I guess began to get better for me. Things began to gradually. My heart began to gradually increase in size. Um, at this at the time, you know, me and my my doctors kind of sat down, and and at the time, they told me the only thing that would be best for me to do, uh, in my situation, was to get a heart transplant. Uh, in 2011, uh, they had you know basically told me this, you know, and, and when I got hit with that, man, I had to kind of create a whole new attitude about life. Okay. You know, and 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 really, you know, begin to look into organ donation and. And, and supporting our community. You know, you see a lot of youths also have the same situation. They're playing mm-hmm. basketball. They're on the field having a good time, and, they, you know, they, they hit the floor. You know, it was a situation kind of, you know, not just it hit home for me, but also for my wife because she uh, also teaches a youth program. Um, you know, Hunter still was established, you know, not just by me but by my family. Okay. We, uh, you know, raised funds and uh, for heart tra- – not just for my heart transplant service, but um, – and we were using it as a, a platform to kind of get the uh, organ donation out there to the community, get, you know, get awareness out there. Now, now, Ian, this is a, this is not a cheap uh, procedure. Um, so, so you're on the list to receive a heart, right? Yes. But even once you receive the heart, I mean, there, there's a substantial financial burden that you incur, right? Oh yes. Well, I need the, the transplant alone costs about five hundred thousand um, dollars, and the initial the drugs that I'll need afterwards um, are ten to fifteen thousand uh, dollars per year. Uh, but at the time, the, the doctors are asking that I must raise about four hundred thousand dollars. 
uh, for the uh, you know the post transplant services. And, and, and people, you know, people can make donation. Uh, the, the website is heartstosteal.org. Um, and and I, I like the way you put this. For the price of a meal, for the price of going out for thirty dollars, you can cover the cost of a day of life-saving medication. And I think that's very powerful because, you know, when you hear a number like 400,000, you know, as as a person that wants to help, you're like, man, I, well, I, I don't got that type of money, but I got $30 all day. Amen. So, so, so man, I, I got it. What I'm impressed with, Ian, is your spirit, man. Like, how do you stay encouraged? Were, were you ever at the point where you was like, dude, uh, why me, God? Uh, I was, Rodney, and, 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 and there was a lot of times that you have to look yourself in the mirror, you know, but you wipe the tears away, and, you know, the, the, the day will get clearer. You know, I, I always try to keep a positive outlook on life. Um, you know, just through watching my children, you know, my wife, um, the people that are helping me fight, you know, given, which I call my lifeline. You know, a, a lifeline is a line that is, you know, thrown to somebody who is falling or, you know, drowning. And these guys have been just that. Because, you know, you do go through those times of where you do feel beaten, you know, and um, <clears throat> trying to choke back here. You, you do go through some confusion in life to ask yourself why. But then you have to take it and use it as a blessing, you know, and, and, and ask yourself, why not? You know, this is a fight that you have to go through, you know, in order to get to the side. Maybe I'll be able to encourage somebody. If not through my transplant, I'm, that's why I'm setting the organization, uh, organization up to help somebody else. You know, we, we have to really, in our community, reach out to each and, each and every one of us because it just doesn't affect my household. And, and right now it's affecting the millions of house, people's households. You know, and, and one in three Americans have, you know, some form of cardiac disease, you know, each and every day. So if you think about that, just within our communities, we're dropping off. It's like a tick, you know, you're walking around with a ticking time bomb, and wow. you don't know it. i tell you what, Ian, stay right there. Stay right there. We're going to take a quick break. And when I come, when we come back, I want you, let's talk, let's talk specifically about donorships and the, and the, the myths that are associated with, especially us people of color, donating and, and, and making our, our, um, our, our, our bodies available to the next man or next woman. All right? All right. I'm hanging right here with you. We'll talk about that. Yeah, y'all stay right there. This is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. We'll be right back. If you're looking for the latest in comedy, news, and entertainment, the only place to go is the Humor Meal. Check out the website, humormealmag.com. Humor Meal, the only place for comedy, news, and entertainment. I see you, Frank. Hey, y'all, stay right there. We come back. More Roger Perry Live. What's up, world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Don't forget to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry with no spaces to 41411. That's Rodney Perry. Mash that thing together and text it to 41411. Now, back to the show. It's Rodney Perry. Hey, y'all, we back. This is your boy, Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. And, uh, man, we, we're talking to Mr. Ian Weeks today. Ian, um, let's talk about some of the, the taboos associated with um, organ donorship. Well, um, let me hand you over to my secretary who, who's... 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't got all that that information. Let me give you to somebody that you do. I do, but let me just give it to you. Let you speak to somebody who has it a little bit better than I do. Yes, all right. So let's show it. Hi, Ronnie. Hey, who is this? How are you? This is Felicia Weeks. Hi, Miss Felicia. You ain't no secretary. You the woman of the house. (laughs) I'm a little bit of everything. I have a a couple of different hats that I wear. Well, 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 before we get into this, uh, uh, Felicia. Yes. So, so give me your perspective because. I mean, this is this is this is your 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 provider, your husband, your man, your the father, of your children. What's what's it like for you when when you look up and and he's going through and he's dealing with these issues? Um, it's a very difficult time for me um, because as a woman, you do look at your husband as being. Um, your provider, the strong one, you know, he's out covering and he's such a good husband and father. He is like the life of the party in the family. He's, um, he's our local comedian, you know, um, and he's always smiling and it's kind of, um, it's disheartening to watch him go through this. And we really can't help, you know. I mean, he's on the list, but he's a status too, and he gets discouraged a lot. And, you know, sometimes I feel bad because, you know, you have aches and pains every day, and you have troubles that you go through, and you look over at him, and he's still smiling, and he has this positive attitude about what's going on, and he just really is not even about him. You know, everything that he says all the time is, "I want, I don't want to leave you, I don't want to leave my kids." You know, and um, it's hard. You know, it's hard to watch him cry. It's hard. I can't say that we've had a good night's sleep in almost two years because we're up and down. If it's not for his health, you know, um, we're in the hospital or we just can't sleep at night because we're up thinking, talking. We we can't cut our phone off. We're waiting on the phone to ring for them to call and say, okay, we have something. And so it's um, that some days he wakes up and he doesn't want to be bothered, you know, with anybody else. He'll talk to me, but, you know, so I'm kind of like the in-between person between, you know, us and, you know, other family members or friends. Or, you know, the days that he might don't want to be bothered, I think I kind of catch the brunt of it because, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, I'm just trying to, protect him and keep him healthy and you know and then on the other end you know I have to listen to his cries and I'm I'm trying to stay strong and I gotta put this front on for the children so it's you know it's a very hard situation we we both can't work I have to take care of him and he obviously can't work and so you know he feels those woes of not being able to financially provide like he used to and and just not knowing if you know he's gonna make it you know that's like lately has been a worry because I see his health deteriorating. We're talking about a man when I first met him, you know, he, he was at the gym showing off for me and, and, um, <laughs> and bench press like 480 pounds, you know, and I was like, wow, that is, that's really, truly amazing. You know, and, and it was just, 
you know, to see him go from, you know, that to, you know, not even being able to walk to the mailbox is, you know, is heart-wrenching. Yeah. It's heart-wrenching. Well, 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 let's, let's do this. Let's do this. And I know y'all have already done this, but we're going to claim a win right now, you know, for Mr. Ian Weeks. This is this is a the wind is coming. I can feel it. Something, something big is coming. But 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 let's talk let's talk too about about donorship because as I start doing my research uh, to even have this conversation and start looking at the numbers of people of color that don't even participate, like what are some of the taboos associated with organ donorship? Oh gosh. Okay, let me get myself together. Um, well, I want to say that one of the biggest obstacles for more than 114,000 Americans that are waiting for a life-saving heart transplant, uh, any any type of transplant actually, is the lack of available organs. Every 11 minutes, another name is added to the waiting list, and every day, 18 people die waiting on an organ. Um, we're in the in the aspect of minorities, one of the hurting things for me with Ian is that we got told by the doctor that, um, hey guy, you know, this is all we can do. They put their second pacemaker in, his heart was still growing, you know, we we, we can't do anything else. Um, so we definitely wanna get you to the list. And I wanna just, you know, say this that the the process of getting on the list took us from September to August of this year, from September of last year to August of this year, because there's so much into it. You don't just get on the list. You have to, they check everything, you know, your eyes and, and your teeth, and you got to get a dental clearance, and you have to have all these tests that are not covered by your insurance. And, um, you know, that alone is is a fight. And so when the doctor stands there and tells you, look, you know, even when we get on the list, it's going to be another fight because, you know, you are, he's O negative. And O negative is a lot of minority, um, multicultural background, um, blood type. Right. And, um, you know, those people that are in those categories just don't get organs as quickly. And Ian is a muscular, you know, tall guy, which also plays a part in him receiving the organ. So, you know, and it's it's amazing because we should be the ones that are donating because African Americans have so many diseases, heart disease, mm-hmm. diabetes, sickle cell, all those things that we have directly affect us. And because of those diseases, we often are the ones that need the, the transplants. And the money, you know, is also an issue in our community because a lot of this is not covered by insurance. When he lost his job because he was sick, we had to do state Medicaid insurance, and it's not covered under Medicaid. Um, so a lot of that, you know, is, you know, out of pocket. We have been blessed to um, have some great people, doctors, um, clinicians and stuff that work with us that when we this process first started, we had nothing. And Piedmont Heart Institute put in pacemaker in with no insurance. And they wow. and they had we haven't seen a bill. You know, and that's just what we've had. Um some of the myths that come along with it is I was listening to your mom and she had me cracking up um about it earlier, but yeah, it's like, you know, the donation um of my organs is don't disfigure my body. It doesn't 
disfigured at all. Everything is done so discreet. The final decision um, for you, to, the, the whole donation process doesn't come into play until they have made every effort to save your life. The doctors that are working on you have to make every effort to save your life first. And then they come to your family or they, you know, look through your things and see if if that is something that you wanted to do, if you wanted to become an organ donor. And the process, they kind of go through your medical history and they screen and all that kind of stuff before they even consider it. And the doctor, like Ann's doctor, that's going to put his heart in is the one that comes and takes the organ out. So he has to fly from the hospital from here in Atlanta. If the heart is in Florida, he has to fly to Florida and take it out. So the doctors that are working on you are not the ones that remove your organs anyway. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Um, Another myth is uh, people say, oh, my religion opposes donations, and most religions don't. Um, oppose the donation of of organs at all. Um, Some people think that it's, you know, it's painful to the donor's family. When I've taught, we have a support group that we go to, and it's people that have had transplants, it's people that are waiting on transplant, um, they have an ALVAD, which is an artificial heart, and there's some donor families there. The donor families are saying it makes them feel so much better to know that the heart their lungs, their 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 person's kidneys is giving somebody else. It's almost like feeling like that person is still alive, you know, in a way. Um, another, you know, myth is um, about that it costs you money to be an organ donor. It's absolutely free. It's nothing that you know they're going to charge your family or or you if you if you donate. And you can save more than fifty lives just from donating your organs and tissues. They need bones and eyes and heart valves. You know, some people may not need a whole heart transplant, but they may need a heart valve. And then they're like, oh, well, you have to be, you know, they're going to give my heart to somebody rich. They already have that covered as well. We found out through this process that they have a united network for organ sharing. It's called UNOS. And UNOS is a national um, computer-operated database system. Ian was assigned a number based on his blood type, his body size, his tissue match. Right. And that's all that's put in the system. You you know, Dick Cheney needed a heart. Um, he waited on the list two years like somebody else that waited because they didn't know that that was the vice president of the United States that needed a heart. You know, wow. no names are there. You have to wait your turn until your severity is worse. And it's listed as a status two right now. One Bs are people that are on IV meds that are, you know, uh, still at home but on IV meds. One A's are those people that are in cardiac ICU, which we've been there a couple of times, but they've been there for more than two or three weeks, and those are the most important people that need something right away. So that's kind of, you know, the way as he deteriorates, which is what's starting to happen now because we're in the hospital the last month or so, we've been in the hospital two or three times. So as he starts to deteriorate, he moves more and more and more up the list. And right now they now, have now a – Now let me ask you this, Felicia. Is there a way – is there any any other way, like holistically? I mean, what is the surgery at this point the only way? That's the only way. The only way that he's going to survive. And um, I think that our community, once we kind of get this out and – People are knowing the facts about it. People are like your mom said, you can't take it with you. You know, what are you going to do? But you can definitely save the lives of 50 other people. 
You know, you can you can help somebody else see. You can help someone else like and be here for his kids. You know, we have um the nine, ten, fourteen, eighteen year old children, you know, that need their daddy. They yeah. need their dad. You know, and um so part of not just us raising the money, and wanted this to be a platform and a voice for other people that are um, going through the same thing, that are weight and transplant, that are um, going through cardiac disease and, 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 and things like that, and sudden death syndromes. A lot of times our kids, we push our kids to play sports. We want them to play sports because a lot of times those are the only ways that we'll get a scholarship. However, when they do a sports physical, the only thing they're doing is listening to the heart. They may put an EKG on, but you can't see cardiomyopathy with EKG. You have to do an echocardiogram so you can see the dimensions of the heart. So we need to know those things so that we can go to the doctor and say, hey, you know, my, my child is passing out. Some of us might have fainting spells and dizzy spells and don't know why, and, you know, this is, a, is, is definitely a reason. But I want everybody to go to DonateLife.org. Um, I'm, I'm a volunteer with DonateLifeGeorgia.org, and we are, um, every time we do a fundraiser for Ann, we're out there with the donor cards. Specifically, though, Hearts of Steel is, is for Ian, though, right? Yes, it is. So it it, is. It, it's called the Hearts of Steel Fund. Uh, his name is Ian Weeks, and the mm-hmm. website is heartsofsteel.org. And mm-hmm. uh, all the donations, they can be made at any Bank of America uh, mm-hmm. location uh, in and the Ian Weeks Hearts of Steel Fund or by PayPal under Hearts of Steel. Man, thank you guys for coming on, Mr. Ian. Felicia, man, I, I'm I'm claiming a victory. You know, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to let Mama lose. Mama, you ready? For them, Mama. And uh, Felicia. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I recently wrote a sermon, and I didn't know why I was writing it. It slowed from my, from the type of typing out, and I thought I was writing it because it was an old Al Green song, "Out of Men the Broken Heart." Yes, and as I started writing the end of it, I let Jesus be the physician for open heart surgery. You know, various types of it, on the pump and off the pump. Right. And I used off the pump method where the heart is actually stopped, and then he bathes you in all that blood to saturate you and fill you with the Holy Ghost. And that is going to be his heart victim. God is going to fix his heart through the donation process. It is going to have to be a process of him getting a heart. But God is going to spare his life because you have been faithful to stand by your husband. And God just don't let us run around with broken hearts. I thought my heart was broken today until I heard of your story. So I pray for you and I ask God to continue to bless both of you. And you see, I got a beautiful son that he would even have this on the show. Yes. I know he's sitting over there because he's a crybaby. <laughs> no, I'm holding it together. Y'all about to get me, though. Hey, let, let's do this. I got one question. I think Selena is on from uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Selena, you on Roddy Perry Live. Yes. Hello, Roddy Perry. Good afternoon, and praise God for everybody on the phone. Can you guys hear me okay? Yes, ma'am. 
Okay. I'm originally a Jersey girl, born and raised, but I live in PA now, two years now. I want to say to the sister that's been talking about um, the heart uh, situation with her husband, be encouraged, sister. Don't be dismayed. And to all the uh, people of color that are listening in, don't be dismayed. Don't stereotype and think that you can't be a donor because you have a heart murmur or you have sickle cell trait or whatever the situation is. Certain things can be ruled out in certain things where they can still utilize the heart. I have a friend whose father just got a transplant literally last week. And you have to always make sure, people, that you keep a bag packed by the door or in the closet because when they call you, you got to be ready at a minute's notice. Yes, yes. On the way. I want to also say be encouraged. And by the way, I happen to be O negative, and I'm a woman of color. I'm African American with a little Cherokee. I am a donor, by the way. Thank um, you. I don't Thank know you. what it is with our culture, but for some reason, a lot of black people, we don't, we don't believe in donating. I don't know why, but I hope and I pray to God every day that we soon have more people to follow suit and, be, and become donors because you never know when it's going to be you tomorrow. And this goes out to anybody out there listening of color. You never know when it's going to be your mom or your husband or your brother or, or sister or, that or might you. be walking. Yes, ma'am. Or, or hey, you. That's right. That's right. Th- thank you so much for the call, Selena. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. Uh, we're talking about organ donorship, man. Uh, let me tell you something. People of color, we, we're always talking about there's not stuff for us, but this is one of the things you have power over. You know, uh, my mom said, I think, best. a lot of these things we can't take with us. And so let's let's share some of those stereotypes. Let's get rid of some of those little myths that we have in our bodies and our minds. And let's, let's if we can't be here, let somebody else use it. You do it, you you be you let them see somebody riding around the parking lot at the mall and you give them your spot, well, give a brother a lung. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. Hey, we'll be right back. And when I tell you we come back, we about to get so crazy. I got Dorm Tamey coming on next. It's Roddy Perry. Y'all don't want to get with this. This is D. Militant. Hey, it's Lady Tuesday. Check out Tuesdays with D. Militant every Tuesday on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Cherry Rich at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. Figure out where you are and tune in. The party ain't over, baby. More Roddy Perry Live we come back. You don't want to miss it. What up, y'all? It's your boy, Rodney Perry, and I got a shout-out to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. That's the nation's largest group of broadcasting schools. Go to their website, www.gocsb.com, or you can call them, 678-205-2210. Connecticut School of Broadcasting. They got my back, player! Hey y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live, and we are back. Uh, first of all, thank you to uh, for to Ian Weeks and his wife Felicia for popping on today, man. Um, we we really have to have to keep this uh, issue in our fourth fourth part of our minds. And uh, again, the name of the organization is HeartsofSteel.org. HeartsofSteel.org. Small donations, big donations, all donations appreciated. So let's support them now. Now let me let me do this. Let me let me change gears completely, and and the reason I wanted to have these two because I knew I knew I knew the story with Ian and and his story would get a little heavy. So I wanted to go 
the wildest I could. You understand me? I wanted to get so crazy. So my girl Shannon Amos called me. She hit me up on Facebook. She she tweeted me. She said, Rodney, you got to meet Dorm Tainment. I said, let me tell you something, Shannon. You late. I've been on the Dorm Tainment bandwagon for quite a while. Hey man, I got. I, let's welcome to the line, Emmanuel. You on? You on dog? Come on, dog. Who else you got over there, man? Y'all know it's a whole bunch of y'all. You got Emmanuel, Mike, Cam, Tay, Chaz, Jerome. What's up, dog? You got to go better than I do. I'm saying tonight, like you really a fan, Ronnie? Right? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, let me tell y'all this. This is truth. So, uh, Fenarios, you know them young bucks. They friends of mine. I, I see them around Atlanta all the time, and I did a sketch for them. And in that sketch, they mentioned y'all as the as the men. They said these guys is the guys that made us want to do it. And so I was like, oh, well, who was doing Taylor? So I went on the internet and I started pulling up y'all videos. Y'all stupid. Y'all are silly, man. Okay, before we even get to the interview, let's do this. Let's do this because the people don't know. The people don't know. This is one of my favorite. First of all, for any gangster thug out there, if you're a criminal but you live in the suburbs, get right here and listen to it because I'm straight out of Dunwoody. <laughs> You are now about to witness the values of suburb life. See where we come from, mom stay home and take kids to soccer practice. And police get called once every two years. I'm coming straight out of Dunwood. Crazy mother lover named Michael. Kids throwing bars all riding cycles. Police in my neighborhood every single day. Because the sheriff lives right above me. To get in my place, you better have a gate pass. Or I'm stitching on your ass. Not know that 
we could get so many suburban groupies out here. I'm talking about housewives. We went into Party City and we had all these uh what's it like thirteen, twelve year old white white little white girls came coming up to us like, Oh my god, you guys are from the straight out of Dunwoody and, and their mom recognized us first, right? Wow. I think the mom wanted to take Kate home and I I was trying to see what's up with her sister, so I mean Dunwoody that's where it's at right now. <laughs> Hey, hey, that's where it said. The website is dormtainment.com. Um, if you if you haven't been on their YouTube page, do yourself a favor. It's Dormtainment TV. Their Twitter is Dormtainment. They're at Dormtainment. Uh, very man, this 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 what I want. Take me back to the dorm. Emmanuel, Mike, Cam, Tay, Chaz, Jerome, y'all wilding out doing what y'all do and. Who pulled out the camera first? Well, actually, I mean, it kind of started, four, four of us went to the same school, right? It was uh, Manuel, Cam, Rome, and Tay. We all went to the same school here in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, one day, uh, me and Rome uh, went to his father's house. And we shot a quick little video just playing around, and we called it uh, – uh, Something like Hood Hunter or something like that, where we were uh, hunting for ratchet and hood people um, in a neighborhood. <laughs> and we ended up putting it on Facebook and we saw how many likes it was getting. We were just laughing about it. We were like, yo, maybe we could do something with this. So I ended up getting the camera from my dad one day, brought it back to Atlanta. You know, we were doing videos here and there, posting on Facebook, and we started seeing the response that we were getting from everybody who was loving it. And, uh, and we said, hey, we can do something with this. Well, you know, what can we do? And uh, Cam, who was actually best friends with Mike and his brother Chaz, who were both down in Miami, they ended up moving up here. And so we all just kind of formed together. We all got along great, and we were like, yo, we can really take advantage of this. So we did a skit called Styrofoam, uh, which was one of our first dorm payment skits. And uh, – that got so much praise that we just kept going, kept going, and 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 basically here we are, man. We four years later, you know. Well, what was the first video that got the crazy YouTube response? Well, y'all was like, whoa. Uh, it's, it's been so long that we don't even know. We we been through YouTube's, uh, so many videos, Facebook. Facebook videos, YouTube videos, it's, it's so much. But we know like our classics, our first big classic was a skit we dropped called um, Thug Loving. And where we would talk about, especially like when, when we first moved here to Atlanta, we realized like all the thugs, especially like in 06, were getting all the girls. And we weren't that type of guy. So we made a skit about us being clean cut guys and the thugs getting all the girls. And that really took off. People loved it. And, um, you know, it's, we just had so many successful hits. In the past, and still to this day, like our latest hit, um, "Ask on the Internet," which just came out last week. So, now, now is, day, it, is I, it a I situation? Like videos, is it a situation, is, guys? That y'all do y'all feel the pressure of having to outdo yourself? You know what very I mean? Much. Absolutely. Not to, not to sound like you know cocky or anything, but we people expect so much from us that we certain things that would go for other people we can't do. 
Because yeah. people would be like, that's not y'all. Y'all can do better, you know? So it's hard. It is hard. So it's also fun, you know what I mean? Because we do this on a weekly basis. Every Sunday at 7, we're dropping a new skit. And, uh, and, and to have six guys in a group who are all creative, and, and we always constantly throwing ideas back and forth. So everybody, somebody's always going to have an idea on deck for the week, you know. Right. And, and it's just about writing it out, talking about it, seeing how we can move with it, making sure it's as creative and it's as funny as we can possibly make it. You, you you know what what's impressive to me? You know I've been in some TV situations. I you know behind the scenes. I've I've watched sketch shows. And what what people don't get is what you guys are doing is exactly what they're doing on television. They they have a meeting. They 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 they, they pitch ideas. They shoot the ideas. You know. But what I like what what you guys have done. If you you guys have took taken complete control, are you guys ready? to relinquish that control in a TV situation? Well, in, in my last word, hell no. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Well, it's always going to have to be a, a balance because we, we are going to get into TV and there are going to be certain things that we don't know that other people are going to be able to give to us. And there's also going to be certain things that, you know, we know that, you know, people are going to have to work with us on. So it's got to be a given a, a, a as we move up, we have to definitely give something, but we still have to be ourselves. And if anybody tries to come in and change that to, to make television, it's just going to end up looking bad. There's right. no point. Because we gangsters out here, right? <laughs> we straight out of Dunwoody. Hey, so wait, wait. Dormtainment, the, the word is, I, I love people that create words. Where where did Dormtainment come from, the actual word? Well, unfortunately, the guy uh, to take uh, full claim for that isn't here right now. Thank God, because he'll probably be bragging about it. But it was, it was Cam. Uh, okay. Cam came up with that. He ha- he loves putting words together. And and see, let, let me tell you something. You think that's creative, right? This right. man, his brother, his brother uh, Chad, who was a massage therapist, had another idea for a company for his his massaging. That was gonna have the word "payment" on the end of it. Right. So all he did before all that happened, brought that here and put "dorm" in front of it. Before "dorm" payment, Cam had a line of businesses with the name "payment" on it, so it wasn't really nothing. Wait, else. wait a minute, wait a minute. So Cam just likes the word "payment." Yeah. <laughs> so I guess God gave him that word just for this moment right here. So, so, so he he's not a genius, but he's a genius. Yeah, you can say that. There you go. I love it. I love it. So, so man, uh, over 40 million views. Um, you guys are doing 2 million views per, a month on your website. Y'all making some money. I mean, we just released an album called Broken Famous. So, if you know about it, let me know because I ain't saying it. <laughs> but that's one of the good things about us that we – we're really, really working on shoestring budgets. So to mm-hmm. see us create something, you know, we're basically nothing, pretty much nothing. And um, and to see that, and to see it, it go to different markets. I mean, go to different sites to have different races of people and be shared all over the world. We are creating things, you know, that people want 
with nothing. So when, and when we get a budget, it's going to be over, you know. And that's, I think that's a good thing about what we're doing is because when people like uh, the guys you said you were working with and other YouTubers see us, they can say, I can do that too. And that's right. what we want to kind of promote to everyone is like, it doesn't take a lot to be creative. It doesn't take a lot to actually make something out of nothing. Now, is there, is, there, is there beef between, like, the, the, the different groups? Because, you know, since you guys have came out, you guys have really spawned a generation of, of young guys that are in college that are creating these products, and even old dudes like me that's, you know, getting out there and starting to shoot stuff. So is there beef out there, or is everybody kind of cool? Or, or do you guys, because of the Internet, not even know each other? Well, I mean, there's, there's no beef. There's no beef at all. I mean, we all kind of, you know, we do see the growth ever since we came out. That then you see groups here and there pop up, but you know, more support to them. I mean, we just want to see them grow. We want to see everybody kind of thrive, and we're just trying to set a standard for online content. That you know, things on the internet don't just have to be, you know, something stupid to get 20 million views. You can actually come up with unique ideas, be creative. Uh, you know, have a group or, or not without a group do it and, and you know, see an awesome return on it, you know? Now, I know y'all working with Shannon Amos, who is just an awesome lady. How, how did how did, how did did that connect come about? Actually, uh, Shannon's daughter was a fan of ours, and she went to a local school here called Georgia State where um, I attended. This is Mike. And, um, yeah, I think they were on vacation uh, one in Jamaica one summer, and they had no uh, TV, no nothing. It was raining. They couldn't go out. So all they had was the Internet. So Shannon and her daughter just sat there and watched all our videos. And then her daughter suggested that she contact us. And it's, it's been butter since. It's butter is the word to describe it. And, and now y'all got representation, y'all, with Gersh, which is which is incredible. And what I like is y'all doing live shows, man. What's the live show like? Man, we try to put together a real show, we, like no holes barred. We really try to make it an event every time we have a show. It involves music. Of course, we have our sketch comedy, and then we have live, uh, like, uh, acts that we do as well. We have some called Club Vlog that we perform on stage about, you know, what what the, the funny things people do while they're in the club. Um <laughs> We we I mean it, it's really like a whole show we try to put on for people, not just a typical stand up uh, that a lot of people have, but you know just a whole lot more to that. Now now you know I'm a stand up comic. Do any one of y'all got stand up aspirations? Actually, uh, well this is Mike right here. I actually just started dabbling the stand up probably um probably a good six months ago. I went on stage for the first time and actually did really good. And then ever since then I caught the bug. It's like once you once you once you do it, you can't stop. Oh, it's so, like that. Um, it's like that narcotic, boy. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. So um, I I really want to get into it as an individual, but as a group as well. We are really adamant about having a stand-up piece. Six guys on stage doing stand-up. I don't think that's ever been done before, and we're trying to bring that to the comedy world as well. Yeah, that that might be something. That might be something. Now, now I, we, one of y'all y'all mentioned groupies. You know, and I know that there's a lot of ass on the internet. <laughs> there's a lot to be gotten. <laughs> hey, let me, when I come back, I want to talk to y'all about ass on the internet. But before we talk about it, let's listen to it.
Now, but honestly, yo, um, we're, we're a group of six natural friends. Like, before we had this business, we were just friends. So it, it's kind of different than other groups who are forced together, who come together artificially. Because me and Kim have been best friends since um, the sixth grade. Of course, I know his brother since then, too. And then these guys met in college naturally. It wasn't like something where they said, let's do something and then let's come together. No, they met naturally, became friends, created a bond, and then we we, we have a business. So our foundation is strong, our friendship for business, you know. So if anything, we have we have differences all the time, but we work through it, and we always, you know, it's always cool at the end. Man, man, I, I love it, man. So, what's next for you guys? I know y'all got a, uh, y'all got more music coming out. I, I know y'all put out a video every week. Tell, tell, tell the people what's coming up next, man. Um, well, we're still working on uh, booking out for 2013. Um, you know, if if, if you want to book us for uh, your college, please hit us up at uh, at dorntainment.com. You can go to our contact and and hit us up on our email and you know, or any other event that you have. Um, but, you know, we're constantly working. We're working on getting a TV show. There's a couple of deals on the table. There are also some things that we're working on for some web series uh, online. Uh, the YouTube market's really, really trying to come and uh, put some money to do uh, basically almost bring Hollywood to TV. I mean, bring Hollywood to, to YouTube. So, right. um, you know, we're we, we looking to take part in that. Um, and then, of course, we got the album out right now, Broken Famous. Uh, Cop that on iTunes. Now, it, um, you know, it's on the charts right now, so please cop that. Man, how amazing is it that y'all created a piece that's charting? Is that not ridiculous? It shows the power of, of just fans. Having just strong fan base, it shows the power. We have no record label, no nothing. And our fans made that happen. So it just shows the power of having a strong fan base, which is great. Man, and man, you, you guys um, you guys are proof, and I say this all the time when people ask me, well, what's the secret or how do you – you guys just start working, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of people that just go out there. Y'all didn't y'all – didn't, it, it, it seems, and tell me if I'm wrong, it seems that y'all didn't, y'all didn't come in with no ulterior motive, but y'all still – uh, working hard. Talk, talk to me about you guys' work ethic. It's, it's an everyday process, man. There's no days. There's no days off. I mean, it's constantly going, and I think that's the great thing about us putting out weekly skits that we have to stay on top of our fan base. We have to stay on top of our our, our uh, creative um, thinking. Uh, we have to stay on top of you know our merchandise, our, our album, whatever we may be promoting. Yeah. Uh, during that time, so it's just it's an ongoing thing. I mean, you know, people like to say, uh, you know, you don't sleep. <laughs> and and saying, personally, I, I get, I, I try to get my eight hours in, but you know, <laughs> but it is hard work. I mean, every day going at it, uh, and, and writing scripts and then learning too. People people forget that, uh, you know, this is a learning process as well. And uh, a lot of YouTubers. I think don't go through that process of trying to learn, trying to learn comedy, trying to learn uh, the industry, or trying to learn, you know, just how to get better and, and be better and as a business and as a creative person. So, so who who is the? What are the hats you guys wear? Because I know I know somebody has to direct, somebody has to shoot, somebody has to edit, somebody has to promote. You know, who, who's wearing the individual hats? Okay. Go ahead. Uh, this is Tay here. Um, everybody 
does everything, literally. Wow. Nice. One day, you know, and, it, and we pass it off to each other. One day, Mike might direct, and it's one of my scripts, and then it stars someone else. Or you know, one day, you know, I might direct, and somebody else's script. Or I might direct, and it might be my script, and then it just has the guys in it. So everybody writes, everybody directs, everybody edits. Everybody, now what, getting into, everybody can do music. Everybody, we make sure that everybody can do everything. We just want to be a force. Yeah, you know, right. Everybody. Right. Now, let me ask you this. Do you, what's your approach? Do y'all, like, sit down and and write eight, 13 scripts? And, you know, mm-hmm. and, or, or do y'all do it week by week? Is every week y'all, y'all spending time writing, producing, and directing every week? Absolutely. Yeah, it goes by a week-to-week basis. Uh, sometimes we have an idea that we sat on for a couple months that we didn't use, and we revisit it and say, okay, how can we make it better to use it now? Yeah. Or sometimes an idea, we might have an idea, and then another idea might come out of nowhere because it's funnier or it's, it's what's hot at the moment. So it, it is a week-to-week basis. We, we, we don't, well, we're not even sure what we're going to put out next week or the next week after. It just happens week-to-week. And I, I feel like our fans feel that, and they feel like it's fresh, and right. we get they respect that. They respect us, right? So, so when 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 the guy uppercut the girl in Cleveland, y'all can go out and, and do y'all version of that immediately. Well, what people don't know is that was me. That was me. That was actually me. <laughs> hey, hey, so, the weekly thing. Uh, man, man, I love it. I love that you guys are so current. And putting it down, man, I'm I'm really a fan. And where where can people find y'all? And 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 also, uh, where on iTunes can they pick up the new joint? If you go to iTunes now, you can click on the comedy section uh, of, of of albums, and we are currently, I believe, we had number three on the charts. Um, or you can just type in "Broken Famous." We are, you know, right there by Dorm Payment. You can find us at Dormtainment on Twitter. Uh, please follow us. You can look on YouTube, Dormtainment TV. Uh, you know, we're in Atlanta, Georgia now, but if you want to book us for a show wherever, we're always up to it. We did a show in the past, uh, what was, what was this? Uh, we did a show in Florida in, in September recently at uh, FAU, uh, and it was a great crowd came out. Nearly, I want to say 1,300 people came out. So it was a great show, uh, you know. So you know, we we are probably man crazy. Just just look us up, Dorantainment.com. Are y'all familiar with NACA? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Actually, we are, and that is something we're actually interested in doing probably this yeah. year. Yeah, man. I, yeah, y'all get y'all need to get in a NACA, man. Y'all y'all be booked solid for the year if y'all want to. You know, it's, it'll, 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 if y'all want to. Y'all could easily be, you know, playing these colleges all around the country, man, because I know all they need to do is, do is know y'all, you know, want to be out there. And, and man, y'all y'all going to be y'all, – y'all already making money, but y'all rich. I know it. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't broke. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming, man. <laughs> hey, hey, man, thank y'all so much for coming on. Ladies and gentlemen, the name of the, of the group, the, the, the fabulous Dormtainment, com. Um, uh, Dorm TV on YouTube. It's Emmanuel, Mike, Cam, Tay, Chaz, and Jerome. They these boys silly, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on your show too, man. <laughs>
Oh man, we we gonna get we gonna get it in, dog. I'm trying to tell you something. Hey, hey, I, I'm looking to be in the sketch real soon too. So let's do something. Broken right. famous. I love it. Hey, I'm broken famous too. Y'all stay blessed. Hey, my name is Roddy Perry. This is Roddy Perry Live. Dorftainment. And let's not forget about Ian Weeks and the uh, Hearts of Steel Foundation. Let's let's make um uh, organ donorship something that we do. Let's make it something that we do. My name is Roddy Perry. That's our show for today. Y'all be cool. We are out. Huh.